0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, welcome into Purple Daily, where we're going to dive into three bold predictions about the Vikings with Judd Zolgad. Judd has brought three bold predictions to the table. We'll decide if they're actually bold, and we'll see if we agree or disagree with him. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, here to help business owners in the state of Minnesota. This is just a wild year so far in 2020, and uh, if you're a business owner, It helps to have that peace of mind and the trusted resources and the credibility of a company like Federated standing behind you. Go to federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's dive in here. Judd Zolgad, you have brought three bold Vikings predictions to the table. I think we should do two things. Okay. Give a prediction, and then Declan and I will decide, and then, like, elaborate on it as much. Well. Declan and I will decide, is it actually bold, and then we will okay. dissect your commentary.
1: Now, right? now, just to set the scene here, these are going to be what I consider to be fairly bold, but they're not outlandish, okay? Okay. So they're not necessarily, if this was a write that down, I don't think they would qualify as home run swings, so it's not something crazy like, Xavier Rhodes will be the MVP of the Super Bowl, which is what I predicted a few years back for a home run edition of Write That Down. uh... (laughs) That
0: was wrong. It was fun.
1: It was fun. It was absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. All right. So, bold prediction number one. And I do believe that all of these things could have a decent chance of coming true. Okay. Irv Smith, who finished 25th in the league last season with 36 receptions on 47 targets for tight ends will finish in the top five among tight ends in receptions this season. Wow! Now, now to give you the rare air that I'm predicting he will join, here are the top five receiving tight ends from last season, okay? The top one was Kansas City's Travis Kelsey with 97 receptions. Number two was the Raiders' Darren uh, Waller with 90. Zach Ertz of the Eagles was third with 88. The Niners' George Kittle had 85 and the Falcons' Austin Hooper was fifth with 75.
0: So he's going to be so, Austin Hooper, basically. So
1: Yeah, so I'm saying that he is going to get himself into, into that neighborhood up from 36 receptions in 2019. Irv Smith, in his second year, is going to become a major impact at tight end.
0: That's pretty bold. That's very bold. It's pretty bold because it would require him, if, if he's going to catch 75 passes, if that's what it takes to get up into the top five, He's going to have to essentially take over for Kyle Rudolph as the most targeted and most highly used tight end on the roster. So it's 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 it. it I, I would say if if it wasn't for Kyle Rudolph blocking him, I think there's a good chance he would get the necessary targets to catch fifty, sixty, seventy passes. So from a, from a talent standpoint, it is not bold, but just because of what the ro- the roster looks like right now, I think it's it's pretty bold.
2: Yeah, if Rudolph wasn't there, yeah, he probably can get there. And even if Let's say both Kyle Rudolph and Herb Smith catch 50 passes each. I mean, that's a pretty significant increase right there for Herb Smith alone. I mean, he he hit, what, 35 targets or 35 receptions? Uh, Yes. 35 receptions. So, I mean, that's an increase of 15. Like That's, a, I think, a sizable increase for a guy who was a pretty good rookie tight end and, and was a good player in college. So even if it was 50, I would say that, you know, that's, that's pretty reasonable. But 75 is a bold take. So I would, I'd say that's very bold. So
0: if he winds up with, so Austin Hooper's exact numbers were, he was targeted about 100 times, 75 catches for just under 800 yards and six touchdowns. I could absolutely see Irv Smith being that kind of a tight end. I actually think, and maybe I'm just being too much of a Pollyanna here. When I when I look at the Travis Kelseys and I look at Zach Ertz and George Kittle, like George Kittle is just ridiculous. Huh? Those guys are catching 80, 90 passes. They're going up over 1,000 yards. They're catching five to 10 touchdowns. Like, they're just reliable, great pass catchers. I look at Irv Smith and I see a guy who's more athletic and physically dominant than most of those guys. And a guy that definitely, like, when you watch him play, probably belongs in that category at some point. And I, and maybe it's just me drinking too much purple Kool Aid, but I think he's a really good player.
1: And, Mm -hmm. and Diggs is gone. I think that Jefferson's going to be a nice player, but he still has had no off-season program. He's going to have to step in, and I think it's going to take some time for him. If you think about the variables here at work, Er Smith could take a huge step. And, and when it comes to Rudolph, here's my belief. First of all, the torch is being passed. Second of all, Kyle has a skill set, but he is in no way shape, or form, what I would consider to be the new age tight end, which is hybrid receiver slash tight end, right? Mm -hmm. Irv Smith has that athletic skill. I think you combine all those things. I think Rudolph might become far more of a specialty player in 2020 than he's been previously.
0: I want Rudolph in the red zone for sure. Yeah, which is great. He's very crafty in the red zone.
1: But if Irv Smith catches the ball, Irv Smith can gain substantial yardage, which Kyle really can't so so I think that there's enough things at work from the Vikings offensive perspective where irv Smith could have an enormous uptick in fact I would say that among the players that I expect increased statistics from on the in the Vikings offensively for 2000 uh from 2019 to 2020 irv Smith strikes me as the one who's going to see a huge increase because he's that good
0: so I will admit all right I I didn't realize this. Do you guys know what the percentage split was between Rudolph and Irv Smith's targets last year? I've looked at it, but I don't remember. I don't know what it is. 50-50. Oh, wow. That's too much. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph was targeted 48 times, and Irv Smith was targeted 47 times. Okay. Irv Smith caught 36 or whatever it was, 35, 36. Rudolph only caught 39 or 40 passes. I I clicked the screen away, but I think when you... When you think back to last season and you're just going off the eye test, it felt like Rudolph was used more. It felt like he was out there for more snaps. And I, again, admittedly do not have that data in front of me as we do this episode. Um, and so I, it, it's sneaky to me just how much Irv Smith produced compared to Kyle Rudolph despite not feeling like he was targeted that often. So, i right, you What's voice. your
1: second bold prediction? Bold prediction number two for the Vikings 2020 season. Cornerback Holton Hill will play all 16 games um, for the Vikings. He will play extensively on defense and have three or more interceptions. Okay. He he has currently, going into 2020, just for reference, one interception in 24 career games over two seasons. He, of course, was suspended during the course of the offseason last year twice for different off-the-field infractions, and so he missed the first eight games. I think Holton Hill is going to be used extensively. I think Holton Hill's going to to keep his nose clean and prove that he's a pretty good player. And I think that he is going to have three or more picks because he's going to get picked on by quarterbacks. And I think he's better than they probably think he is. That's bold prediction too.
0: I don't think it's that bold. I, I think it's it's sort of bold in that he has never been put in that spot before. He only has four starts in his in his two year career to this point. Uh and so but but I think You know, we don't get to, we don't get to sit there in the film sessions. We don't get to watch practices outside of training camp. All we get to see are like individual stretching drills and, and, and some like early part of practice. So all we can go off of is the trust that Mike Zimmer and the coaching staff has in Holton Hill. And when I see a really smart, mostly no BS defensive head coach in Mike Zimmer give this dude chance after chance, like if he wasn't a player with huge potential to be a dominant secondary guy to be a guy that can step in and be a starting player you would have cut him easily last year right there's Mm -hmm. like you want to put up with this bs Mm -hmm. so clearly mike zimmer thinks this guy has talent if he can stay on the field it wouldn't shock me the opportunity is there for him so
2: absolutely there i would say it's pretty bold just because number one he hasn't shown he can stay on the field at all and the three interceptions and playing extensively uh, I just I, I need to see it before I can before I can predict it. Obviously, you're going out on the limb and you're saying that's a bold prediction. So I, I hear you, but I, I I would say it's even more bold than Herb Smith just because we Woo! haven't seen him stay on the field as much.
0: Yeah, I mean, like really, the, with the heat. The reason the reason I would say it's not as bold just like he's going to be a starting cornerback, right? Like right now, Holton Hill, he should he's, be. He is a starting cornerback unless sure, he train wrecks or gets arrested again or right. something. So, all right, bold prediction number three.
1: Bold prediction n- number three is. Actually goes back to the Irv Smith prediction to a certain point here, and it, it operates under what my guess is the philosophy is going to be offensively. We know that between uh, Zim and Kubiak that they're going to run the ball a lot, but the distribution in the passing game, to which I think Irv Smith will benefit largely, means that bowl prediction number three is Adam Thielen will finish no higher than third on the Vikings in receptions, and it won't be because of games missed. Wow. He will play 16 games, Irv Smith, is going to have more. I'm not going to wow. be one bit surprised if Dalvin Cook does. And depending on how much Jefferson contributes in his role and the fact that Thielen is going to be the, the center focus of almost every opposing defense when it comes to the passing mm-hmm. game, Adam Thielen, not because of injury, will be no higher, and it might be low, lower than third on the Vikings in 2020 in receptions. Wow, that's
0: that's bold. That's borderline... That's bold. That's yeah. borderline... Crazy, I would say. I I agree. Hot take. I mean, you got to think. This is where I would pump the brakes a little bit. Okay, and I know this is bold predictions, and so we don't have to necessarily hold you. But they're supposed to be. But they're
1: supposed to be doable. But I think
0: I think think you might be going a little bit too far down this path of well, Stefan Diggs is gone, and so therefore, like Adam Thielen is just going to be double teamed going to the grocery store. Like he's just not going to be able to. I mean, Adam Thielen is going to find a way to be open eight to 10 times a game. Like he's, he's, he's going to be the most reliable target for Kirk cousins. And yes, there will be instances where opposing teams just look to take him out of plays. Um, but when you look at the other candidates, all right, so you mentioned him, Dalvin cook, Kyle Rudolph, Herb Smith, Justin Jefferson. I don't think a rookie receiver is going to get nearly the targets of an Adam if, if you're Kirk cousins for a multitude of reasons and you drop back to pass, you're just going to have a safety blanket feeling in your mind when Adam Thielen's out there versus Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to wind up being a good receiver, but he's not going to get 120 targets unless he just comes right out of the gate and he's as reliable in every form as he would be as a veteran. Um Dalvin Cook's an interesting one because I could see him catching like 60 or 70 passes, but I think Thielen's going to catch 90 or 100 if he plays 16 games. So I think for Thielen to finish third in receptions, on this roster, and heard, yep. playing sixteen games, yep. like he'd have to catch fifty or sixty passes or less, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, that, that's uh, it's very bold. That's the very boldest bold.
2: of the three, easily. I think Adam Thielen, without a doubt, leads the team in receptions. And if he does not one, he's two. And if he's no higher than third, I mean, something would I think have to go very crazy in the philosophy of what the Vikings were doing offensively.
0: You know, and you might say, "Well, he's getting a little older." Well, he's twenty nine. He's he's, uh, he's twenty nine or thirty. Yep. And 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 even if Things his gone, if speed starts to wear off at some point for Adam Thielen, he's still going to be like Chris Carter couldn't outrun a palm tree his last four years with the Vikings and still found a way to get open for ninety or one hundred twenty. Hall catches, of Famer right?
1: though. Hall of Famer. Is Thielen that I think he's I, good. I'd I say that
0: I would say Thielen is. In his two or three peak years, Adam Thielen is one of the best wide receivers in team history, has to stay healthy. I just think, it, I just think it's a math equation here, and it's yeah. a reliability thing. Like Kirk Cousins isn't going to trust Justin Jefferson more than Thielen, and he's not going to trust Irv Smith yet more than Thielen. But Kirk's
1: but. going to throw to the guy who's most open, and it's rarely going to be Thielen. That's the, that's the thing with, with Kirk. Kirk, I think Kirk likes certain guys, but, but he's proven time and time again he will not try and force things and Thielen's going to be taken away by defenses, and therefore he's going to say, I I can catch that ball, which, keep in mind, is what Diggs said. And Diggs might have been right. And Kirk's like, but yeah, man, but you weren't the read there, or you weren't open there, and I feel much more comfortable throwing this little dink and dunk pass.
0: Uh, More fun with the Vikings receiving statistics from last year? Mm -hmm. B.C. Johnson had just as many targets as Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. Only started six games. Told you, I'm a B.C. You know, Johnson injuries.
1: fan. I like B.C. Johnson. You
0: know, B.C. Johnson. Now he only averaged like nine and a half, ten yards per reception. Uh-huh. And so um, you'd like to see a little bit more production and, and a little bit more yards after the catch and, and things like that. But um, I don't know. I just, I, he would have to be completely shut down by opposing defenses for this to happen. On Dalvin Cook for a second, what is the upside there as a receiver for him? I, I If he had played healthy in that last month, Yes, we're probably looking at like 60 to 70 catches on the year for him over. a so C he, he wound up with 53
1: probably winds up with 60 or 70 with Diggs gone. I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. huge. And, and if you do not, the, the thing with Cook is if, if he signs the contract extension that we all expect and you do not use him in every facet, you're wasting your investment. Agreed. You've got to use him across the board. Yep. And that's what makes, you know, so so Christian
0: McCaffrey makes what $15 million a year. Now he's the highest paid running back 15 or 16. He's or at
1: 16 and Zeke's at 15
0: highest paid running back in the NFL, but he was also the second most targeted receiver. Yes. For, and, and forget about the fact that he also ran for over a thousand yards. You can justify paying a running back $15 million. If he is just flat out the most used offensive asset. Now, Touching the ball four hundred plus times, like Christian McCaffrey did, probably doesn't set you up for a lot of longevity at that position. You're probably not going to play until you're thirty two years old at a high level. Uh, but I agree. If if they're going to commit to Dalvin Cook and they're going to and they're going to commit twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollars, that dude's got to catch seventy or eighty passes, and he's got to touch the ball three hundred to three hundred fifty times. And
1: my guy Irv c- catches a bunch, and all of a sudden Adam Thielen's third on team receptions. Uh, wow! Twisting your bull take oh, okay, it okay. is. Mm-hmm. Which one of my three bold takes here do you guys think has the most realistic chance of coming true, of happening? What was the first one again? Irv Smith is going to be in the top five in tight ends in the league in receptions. I would say that one. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, he should. He should. This is the issue.
0: I, I think I think Irv Smith should be the guy you lean on between the 20s and then Kyle Rudolph, not that you wouldn't also lean on him inside the red zone, but yep. in terms of like giving that dude some space to... Find ways to get him mismatches against linebackers and safeties and then find ways to get him out in space running and imagine him catching a pass and then a linebacker trying to track him down in the open field. I mean, we saw it a couple times last year. So between the 20s, Irv Smith is my guy in this offense and inside the red zone. That's when you lean on crafty Kyle Rudolph to go up and make his little one handed catches in the in the corner by the pylon. So Declan, which
2: one do you think has the greatest possibility coming true? I think it's probably Irv Smith, too, just because he has the yeah, he has the talent to do it. And if and if an injury happens to Kyle Rudolph, then I think there's no no excuse for him not to get a majority of the targets.
1: If I'm Kubiak, guys, my goal by the end of the 2020 season is very simple. I want fans to forget the positions that Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook are listed at. Yeah, because McCaffrey, I never think to myself. There's a running Bell, back, Belkale running back. I think to myself, "Oh my God, Rover!" Right? <laughs> yes. So, so Ir- if Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook can get done, and statistically, y- you look at their production, and you're like, "Whoa, this guy is so so much more than the listed position." That would be my goal. Correct. I mean,
0: that I, Christian McCaffrey is probably flipping the conversation and the narrative around how much money running back should make and whether you should lock them up to guarantee contracts. Cause if you strip away running back, let's do what you're doing here, which is let's just, these are football players. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have a football player who, when you give him the ball, he averages five yards per carry or touch. And when you throw him the ball, he averages nine yards per reception. You would say, all right, so we can hand him the ball or throw him the ball. And he's going to average between five and nine yards every time he touches the football. Right. I would say, Pay that guy a lot of money, and give him the ball as much as you possibly can. Yeah. While knowing that if you continue to give him the ball three hundred fifty to four hundred times in a violent contact sport, mm-hmm. you probably don't want to commit like eight years of your partnership with Absolutely. him. Absolutely. But if yeah. Chris, like Christian McCaffrey uh, is twenty three years old and Dalvin Cook is about the same, I think he's I think he's twenty three years old as well. Um, I think played you, a lot
1: less because of injury.
0: Yep. You can justify paying those guys a ton of money if you also use them as wide receivers in the passing game and if you use them on third down. If he, if he has to come off the field on third down, I ain't paying you that money. Mm-hmm. If you can't catch 50 or 80 passes, I ain't paying you that money. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolga, Declan Goff. Thank you to everyone who's hanging out with us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash score north. Click the subscribe button if you would, and you can always find the podcast version of this show, Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com, daily Vikings conversations in your feed. We'll see you next time.